Hi again, everyone. Welcome to this week's broadcast of Waterwind Wine Ministries. Again, I'm filming this video the same day as the last two videos, and I'm at Pismo Beach in California. And behind me, you will see the lovely Pacific Ocean. Isn't this amazing? This lesson for this week is, what does it really mean that God doesn't remember your sin anymore? Because God, He remembers everything, right? He's God. He knows everything. He remembers everything. He chooses not to remember our sin. But what does that actually mean? Like, how does that affect our life? I'm going to tell you this story as opposed to opening my Bible and reading it to you. And the reason I am is because it's very windy out here. So in Genesis 12, Abraham is with Sarah. Now, Sarah was his half-sister. So they were technically brother and sister, but they weren't full brother and sister. So Sarah and Abraham are going into Egypt and Sarah is so pretty. She's 60 years old and she is gorgeous. And Abraham is freaked out by the fact that his wife is so pretty and he's scared to death that somebody is going to steal her from him or take her or hurt him to get to her. So he comes up with this plan and he lies and says, tell everybody that you're my sister. In other words, Conceal the fact that you're my wife. Don't tell anybody that you're my wife. Tell them that you're my sister. So he gets to Egypt and some people who work for Pharaoh see Sarah and they're like, oh my gosh, you got to see this woman. So they tell the Pharaoh about her and Pharaoh goes and gets her and they bring her to Pharaoh's castle, Pharaoh's temple, Pharaoh's place where he lived. And they put her in his, in his harem. And so she is this beautiful, beautiful woman who's 60 years old. And let's just think about this for a second. Pharaoh can have anyone in the world that he wants, and he wants a 60-year-old woman. Sarah must have been gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. Anyway, so she is there, and Abraham has lied. Now he's basically pimped out his wife because Pharaoh paid him so that he could take Sarah from him. So he paid him, and then he took his wife, while she said, oh, I'm his sister, I'm his sister. So they made money from this deal. He basically pimped out his wife. And so um, all these things, these bad things start happening to Pharaoh. And he's like, what in the world? And God comes to Pharaoh and he says, you have another man's wife in your house. And Pharaoh goes to Abraham and he says, hey, why didn't you tell me? Um, I would have never done this if you would have told me, but you didn't tell me. And so he says, well, you know, sorry, my bad. And, and that's it, right? And then so we fast forward to Genesis chapter 20. Again, Abraham is in a situation and he pimps out Sarah, but this time he does it with Abimelech, the, the king Abimelech. And this time Abimelech is asleep and God visits Abimelech in a dream and says to Abimelech, he says, God says to Abimelech, you're a dead man. You have another man's wife in your house. You're a dead man. That's what God says to Abimelech. Can you imagine the God of creation telling you you're a dead man? Oh my gosh. So why am I telling you this? And what does this have to do with not remembering sin? Now, let, let me set up a, a timeline for you. Abraham was before the law. The law didn't come until Moses, okay? So there is a period of 2,000 years before Moses, that was pre-law, there was no law, okay? And then Moses until Christ, then there was law, and then Christ on, there's no law anymore. It's been fulfilled. It's not that it's done away with or just God just forgot. It's been fulfilled by Jesus Christ. So Abraham wasn't under a law, and we as Christians are under the fulfilled law. So our benefits are better. 
according to God. And so what happens is we can identify more with Abraham than we can with Moses because the entire law of Moses has been fulfilled by Jesus Christ. Jesus said that he came to fulfill the law in Matthew 5 verse 17. So he did that. Of course, we know that Jesus didn't leave anything undone. And so we are identified more with Abraham than with Moses because now the law has been fulfilled. And even in Galatians, it says that Jesus Christ became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. And we are the Gentiles technically, even though I have Jewish blood, technically I'm a Gentile. And so it came upon me and it came upon you too. And so now we are under basically what Abraham was under, but tweaked a little bit and better. So in Job, this is amazing. In Job chapter 22, verse 30, it says that God will deliver one who is not innocent. It says that God will even deliver him. And so what does it mean that God will not impute sin? In Psalm, it says that blessed is the man to whom God doesn't impute sin. And then Paul echoes that sentiment over in Romans. Not imputing sin is what God did for Abraham. Abraham lied and he pimped out his wife twice. He got away with it the first time or got away with it the first time. And so he learned that if he was afraid of somebody, he'd just say, oh, she's my, she's my sister. Instead of relying on God to protect him from losing his wife, he came up with this, concocted this lie twice as his methodology for getting out of his own fear that somebody would come and steal his wife from him. And what did God do? God didn't rebuke him. What did God do? God went to the people whom he actually lied to and said, you're a dead man. Or why do you have another man's wife in your household? And so what happens is God doesn't come at us with our sin. He goes to the people who have come against us, even if they did it arbitrarily, even if they did it because we gave them permission to, he comes against them. You know, one of the things that has been really evident in my life is that God has protected me a lot. And sometimes the relationships that I really wanted to have with certain people, like friendships, God has shut them down. And those people will be friends with everybody else, but they won't be friends with me. And I've asked God about that. And this is what he told me. He said, those people are not people who are going to, who I want you to partner with. They aren't people who have my goals for you in mind or my goals for them in mind. They're not like-minded with you. And so I don't want you partnering with them until they are. And so I have shut them off in their heart toward you, just like he did with Pharaoh, just like he did with Abimelech regarding Sarah. And so this is one of the things that it means that God does not impute sin. When you are under the new covenant, we are not responsible for our sin anymore because Jesus took all of our sin. And notice this, in Genesis, God did not even acknowledge that Abraham sinned. He didn't even say, well, you know, Abraham, you did this wrong and you did that wrong. He didn't even say that. He just went to the people. Not only that, but I've heard pastors say, well, God won't impute your sin, but he'll convict you of it. If you keep doing it and doing it, it means you don't have a relationship with God. And it also means that, um, that God is convicting you. Well, I don't know if God was convicting Abraham or not, but it sure doesn't look like it, does it? It sure looks like Abraham was like, aha, I found a way to get, get away with this and I'm going to do it. And God blessed him anyway. 
God blessed him abundantly anyway. Why? Because God had not set forth a law and Abraham was righteous and that's it. And now Jesus has fulfilled the law and we are righteous. You are righteous. I am righteous. That's it. Now, do I mean that we, like Abraham, should say, aha, this sinful thing that I did worked the first time, so I'm going to do it again because I got away with it and God defended me. No, I don't think that's wise. I think we do need to learn. I think that we need to, as Paul said, not continue in sin because we've been set free from sin. So we don't need to continue in sin. And we also have the mind of Christ. So we think differently than Abraham did because we have the mind of Christ on the inside of us. Abraham was a friend of God, but he wasn't inhabited by God. And so that's a little bit different. So what we want to think about is that we have a more mature mind. We have a, a stronger ability to reason and we should not sin because we want to honor God. Besides that, we don't have the nature of sin anymore. God took it away from us. When you think that you still have the nature of sin, you continue to sin. Okay? And so when you realize that you don't have the nature of sin anymore, then you won't sin anymore. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You don't have to identify with your sin. You need to repent. You need to get past it. You need to grow up for sure. But if you identify with your sin, you will continue and continue and continue in it because as you think in your heart, so are you. You will think you're an alcoholic for the rest of your life. There are certain groups that help people with addictions that will say, you have to admit that you're an addict all the time. Like every time you meet with us, you have to say, hi, my name is such and such and I am an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict or whatever. And that is not how God sees you. That is not the truth because when you continually remember your sin, what you're saying is that Jesus' sacrifice wasn't good enough to wipe your conscience clean of your sin. So when you repent and when you say, oh man, I was wrong and I don't want to live like that anymore, your conscience will be clean of sin. And you need to allow it to remain clean of sin by not remembering your old sin. Paul didn't remember his. He, forget, he forgot what was behind him and he pressed toward the call, the prize of the upper calling in Christ Jesus. And that's what you need to do. So if God doesn't remember your sin, why would you remember your sin? God defended Abraham who was clearly in sin twice. Don't you think that the God of the universe who loves you as much as he loved Abraham and now dwells in you will defend you and will also give you the strength that you need and has given you the strength that you need to overcome any sin. You are a victorious overcomer. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap this up for today. I will see you next week in the same spot. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm.